0: Well, welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, European edition. James Easton was one of our standout handicappers last season and the French football journalist is proving just as profitable to follow this campaign. And as far as the head-to-head challenge is concerned, he has swept all before him so far. But as he bids for the three-peat, today's opponent, this week's opponent, is someone from a slightly different background to what we've had so far. A reminder, this year it is Winner Stays On. Only the most profitable handicapper on the week will be invited back for the following show. Stay on, get paid, make everyone some money, lose the challenge, you're at the back of the queue. Our handicappers only get paid if they're on the show. The idea is they work harder uh, for your benefit and my benefit for that matter. Uh, you're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me to give us his picks and assess... Uh, The two tips of selections who'll go head to head. Steve, we had James, uh, who's back with us, of course, versus Daniele Fisichella uh, last week with James uh, securing a win by, to coin a phrase, the barest of margins. It was a good
1: challenge last week, Steve. Yes, it certainly was. Uh, Good day to you, Dan. Good day to Will and James. A 0.02 margin. Um, Well, I don't think we'll probably get a closer one, will we, Um, in terms of that? Of profit, anyway, it went right to the last game. The Lazio pick looked good for Danny Ellie. Um, I think you know they were leading heading into what the 85th minute, and they ended up losing the game. So I mean that was the one pick I that looked the, the, a really good selection, and I think we all really uh, loved that pick. So it was a little bit of a surprise to see it go down so late. And um, you know both gentlemen were, let's be honest, we were pretty close to four out of four winners. Because James got hit by a late goal as well in the PSG game. So um, the standard is very, very high. No one's had a loss yet in the contest. And, um, you know, well done to James again for for coming through. Uh,
0: second successive week with the Prophet, as Steve was pointing out. And a shout out to Steve himself who went two from two with successful picks in Spain and Germany last week. We will get Steve's selections at the end of the show. Uh, the show is 2.24 points profit in terms of the challenges uh, this season and the uh, return on investment, 18.67% uh, so far. Head to head this week, you can see uh, the guys are going to do battle uh, here. Defending champion James Easton, as we've mentioned, French football expert writer and scout. One from two last week. Um, when Lazio were leading at Lecce, as Steve was pointing out, as we were all across, I backed them as well. Did you fear the worst, Jay?
3: Yes, I did, Dan. I saw they were 1-0 up. I thought, oh, well, that's the end of that then. Defeated at last. And then I went back to the French League game, which was Lance versus Rennes, I think, last uh... Sunday, then tuned in to check the final score and saw that obviously Lecce had had that amazing comeback. So I have to say, I did feel for Daniele because even though I didn't say it on the show last week, I looked at his two picks and thought, ah, yeah, it's going to be difficult to beat those. And it is tough when you lose to two late goals like that. So yeah, last week was really, really close. And, um, you know, I think beginning of the season, it can go one of two ways. You can either make the most of some really great prices, I tend to find at this time of year, or you have those teams who maybe aren't quite ready for the new season. Maybe that was the issue with Lazio last weekend. But as Steve says, I think that is one of the closest weeks we're probably going to have all season on the show.
0: Uh, Will White has been patient uh, been patient and waiting for us uh, to introduce him. Professional football better. Will turned a profit on his debut on the Champions League show a few weeks ago. But this is something different, Will. Uh, welcome to the Head to Head Challenge. Have you been across the two previous shows so far this season?
2: It's a pleasure to be on, lads, and um, I have been closely following uh, the performance of all the tipsters. I was uh, last season as well. Obviously, James is a particularly formidable opponent um, and has had a cracking start to the season, so I'm looking forward to getting involved and trying to get a new champion uh, top of the leaderboard. Uh, Any tactics?
0: Myself and Steve were talking about tactics and, and whether challenges should play certain prices certain lines have you got any tactics or have you just looked for what you consider the best bets over the course of the weekend
2: first of all I didn't really fancy taking James on on his home territory so I haven't gone anywhere near League 1 Um, I've stayed away from that my my favorite league is La Liga in Spain so I've got one pick from there Um, normally my style is actually quite contrarian I kind of like to go against public narratives um, but both of my t- picks do actually have one narrative in common this week. so um, yeah, I think I've found an angle into a couple of games where the market's not really factored in this angle enough and uh, so yeah, looking forward to talking about those. is
0: it is it modeling with you? is is it subjective thinking? how how do you come to your selections because a lot of our handicappers come in a very different way. So what are you looking for when when you look at your selections?
2: Uh, my, my basically my baseline kind of modeling is around is just it's pretty standard ratings based modeling, and then over that uh, over the top of that I overlay player based uh, ratings and then look at the more kind of subjective, human based factors, and essentially I'm trying to figure out whether those subjective factors have been over or under factored into the underlying market prices. Um, everybody these days seems to have a model, and and the markets generally are priced by algorithms, and so. You know, you either get get involved in the subjective kind of human, human-based human angles up front and early in the week, like James was suggesting, or I like to wait until later in the week and perhaps look to take on some of those narratives in a more kind of contrarian way.
0: Interesting. Uh, Will's going to be back with us, incidentally, on Monday for a look at the Champions League playoff second leg. So we might delve into that a little bit more. But... We're going to kick off the challenge now. The rules are simple, of course. Two picks each from our challenges. Whoever makes the most profit with their picks stays on for next week's head-to-head battle. If the profit or the loss is the same, then the boss, Nigel Seeley, we've not had to call upon him just yet, thankfully, but he will decide who got the bad beat and declare a winner. Uh, as uh, James is the defending champion. James is going to go first. Paris Saint-Germain lance Lens is the game that we're looking at. This is 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday uh, Paris Saint-Germain, minus 177. Last I looked, and again, prices could change. Put this running order together last night. Obviously, fluid markets and so on we will have up-to-date prices as we can on the graphics that you can see. Uh, Lawrence plus 440, draw plus 335. James, last week you talked about um, the reintroduction of Kylian Mbappe and the arrival of Usman Dembele, and we thought that they were going to start to lose. They didn't. Uh, they came on. I thought they made a big difference. I thought Dembele in particular looked good. Um And I would presume that they're both going to start this week. Talk us through your Paris Saint-Germain-Lance pick.
3: Yes, I'm going on under goals here, Dan. Under three goals is available at minus 107. I agree with you on the game last week. We saw Mbappe and Dembele come on at half-time. The difference they made was immediate, wasn't it? We saw Mbappe within 15 or 16 minutes in the second half win a penalty which he then got up and converted himself. And as you say, Dembele was lively as well. So what PSG were lacking in the first game and a half of this season, they have now got back by having those two players available. And it does look as though uh, they will start this weekend, which obviously makes PSG a stronger attacking force. But I'm going under goals here, Dan, because I want to give you a stat on the two PSG games we've seen so far this season. The expected goals in PSG's two games so far are 0.68 against Lorient and then 0.83 against Toulouse last weekend. Now, that's not just PSG's XG. That is the XG on the game. So we've had two games so far this season where the XG on PSG games has been under one goal. And I think that tells us something about how they've played. It tells us something about the new style that we're going to see from them under Luis Enrique. This season. Now, the counter factor is the one I've just mentioned. Mbappe and Dembele have only played for a quarter of the minutes so far this season from PSG. They do become a bit more uh, expansive. They've got obviously much more penetration with those two players in the side. But the question for me looking at the game this week was, are we going to see PSG and a PSG game go from those sort of XG figures to a game with four or more goals in it? this weekend. And the reason I say four more goals is with our pick, you can only lose if the game has four or more more goals in it with under three goals. If we have exactly three goals in this game, then you're going to get your stakes back. If we have no goals or one goal or two goals, then we're going to have a winning pick. And for me, that that was my way of looking at it. I don't think we're going to see a PSG match go from the type of football we've had. From them, both from them and their opponents in the first two matches to a game which is going to have four goals in it, even taking into account the extra attacking quality that they will have with Mbappe and Dembele on the pitch. So when I saw the price on this around evens for under three goals, I was happy to take that. And on launch, Dan, obviously they pushed. PSG pretty close in the title race last year. They finished runners-up in League One. But crucially, they had the best defensive record in League One last season. And they do have the same goalkeeper, Brees Samba, and the same back three as last season. We've already seen PSG this season struggle against the back three when they faced Lorient on the opening day. That game finished 0-0. So I do think Lontz are set up, both in terms of their tactics and also in terms of their personnel to, to give PSG some trouble this weekend. So that was my thinking on this game. I think at the moment, yes, they're going to improve up front. Yes, there's going to be more of a threat with Mbappe on the pitch. But I think the chance to back a game, to have under three goals and to only lose if there are four goals or more at the moment on PSG. I'm very happy to take that.
0: Steve, do you agree with that? Or do you think that the Dembele Mbappe
1: factor might swing it for overs players? In terms of the goal line, it's one of those picks that I don't really have a strong opinion either way, really. I looked at this game and I was more drawn to the actual Asian handicap line on Lons or the draw double chance. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Lons got a result here, to be honest. Um, PSG don't look that convincing right now. I wouldn't have even considered the goal line either way myself. Um, But um, thinking about it, I'm not really too surprised by James's pick here. He's got a good record when he bets on uh, unders in PSG games. Although I think you actually lost in this fixture last season, didn't you, James? In I the did. reverse one, uh, every yes. every man and his dog was on the under in the uh, Lons PSG uh, fixture in January last year. It ended three uh, one. So funny things can happen. Um, look, you got Dembele and, and, and Mbappe. If they're suddenly firing, then yeah, everyone's in trouble. that's on, on the unders. But um, I think I actually think there's a very good chance of exactly two goals in this game, or or a push on the under three, it would be a surprise if there's four or more goals. I've got to say that. So um, interesting game. I think Lons, uh, Lons are certainly going to be worthy opposition here for PSG. Uh, and,
0: and just very briefly from you, uh, thoughts on Price Saint-Germain now at minus 335 for the title after dropping points in the first two games. Does it does it not matter at all as far as you two guys are concerned when it comes to the title race? Very
1: quickly, Steve. The problem is who is going to be good enough to consistently beat them over 38 games? If someone could come out of that pack and get on a really good run, I mean, Monaco are currently 100% record with Brest. You can't trust Monaco and Brest, obviously, not going to last the pace. So, uh, look, PSG is still going to win the title, in my opinion. James, quickly.
0: Yeah,
3: very similar view. PSG, what, minus 335? What's that? 75% chance, 77% chance of winning the title, something like that. They've won six of the last eight. They've won nine of the last 12. Yeah, that, that, that price is probably bang on the money, to be honest. I, I wouldn't touch it at all. I think, yeah, they probably will win the title. And there's nobody else in that pack that I would be supporting at the moment. Definitely not. OK, pick is in the book. Under
0: three goals at minus 107 for James in that Paris Saint-Germain-Lance game. Let's get Will's first selection for the challenge. Then we go to the Bundesliga. This is 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, on Sunday, Mike's against Eintracht Frankfurt here. Uh, Mindset plus one forty eight Eintracht Frankfurt at plus one seventy. I think Eintracht Frankfurt, as we recall this in action in the Conference League, just will. How much notice do you take of of European form when it comes to domestic action at this very early stage of the season? Is it something you look at, you consider? Do you not consider it? What, what's your your sort of take on the fact that teams at this very early stage with qualifiers might have a different type of focus?
2: I I pay a lot of attention in the group stages onwards. Uh, during qualification, it's definitely a factor, and, and both of my picks actually have this angle in common. Um, normally, Bundesliga is not one of my favourite leagues. I find it quite difficult to, uh, to, to, to figure out the angles in Bundesliga, but I couldn't resist this pick. Um, quite a few angles I quite like here, but yeah, one of them is some consideration for the, for the Conference League qualification. There's some other stuff going on at Eitracht Frankfurt that I'll get into um, that also support this bet.
0: OK, come on then. What's your pick? What's the first pick for the challenge, Will? What do you like in this game?
2: So the pick is mines on the, on the draw no bet line, which is the, the plus zero goal Asian handicap line at minus 117. Um, I would have liked it around minus 110 a bit more, but unfortunately it slipped a little bit. And I think that is probably because of the conference league qualific- uh, qualification campaign. Um, as well as the impending transfer saga around uh, Eintracht Frankfurt's star player. The 21 goal in all competition last season, Colin Mwani, who is being um, coveted by PSG. So I think they've placed an offer of 85 million euros, I think, I believe. And uh, Eintracht are looking for 100 million. He has started the opening Bundesliga match and uh, today's Conference League qualification game. I'm not really sure what that means for the weekend, but it's uh, there's definitely a question mark around his availability. Um, model rating, so the boring stuff, let's get that out of the way first. Uh, my model actually does have this line about right, uh, without any considerations for the Conference League qualification or the Colomwani saga. Um, Eintracht did lose quite a few of their starting players over the summer. Um, so, Kamada and Dicker to name three. Uh, Contrary to that, Mainz have a relatively settled squad, retaining most of their starting 11 players from last season. Um, this game last season, went; uh, Mainz went off a similar price on the on the Asian line. Uh, it was the same line, the draw-no-bet line in this fixture, and there were no kind of cup complications that day. Um, the most interesting thing for me in, in this fixture is Last weekend, at home to Darmstadt, there was a strong move in the Asian market against Eintracht. They drifted from, I believe they opened on the minus 1.25 goal line, drifted to the one minus 1 one goal line. Uh, strong money for, for Darmstadt there, newly promoted Darmstadt. And Eintracht were fairly unconvincing in a 1-0 win there. Um, conversely, mines were supported in Asia, a way to... Union Berlin last weekend. They did lose 4-1, but that wasn't really a reflection, a true reflection of the game. Mines won the XG battle despite losing the game 4-1 and arguably with a better team. So I guess overall, I don't think the market is discounting enough the efforts of Eintracht away in Bulgaria. It's a long journey there and back. And they could be unsettled by the transfer speculation around Colomwani, who may not even start the game anyway. So I quite like spot here draw-no-bet line, so stakes refunded if it's a draw at minus 117.
0: Yeah, some interesting narratives when it comes to Frankfurt and Frankfurt. Steve, your thoughts on this one, draw-no-bet Mainz?
1: Really interesting pick. Uh, Will has done something here which I love doing myself. I like betting against teams who have played in Europe on a Thursday night, especially away from home, even though it's only a qualifying round. The uh, the travel and everything can make a big difference. He kind of meant the sheer mention of Union Berlin there actually made me angry. Um That team, I said it in the outright preview show. Uh, every single result. You're not they a have fan, teams... are you
0: at all, Steve? You've got no. a real downer.
1: Every single time, uh, the result is never a fair reflection when Union Berlin are involved. It was all sorts of madness was going on. I had a look at this game. There was two penalties missed by the same player for uh, for Mites Ludovic Ajok, um, <laughs> how I wouldn't have let him take the second penalty. Let's just say that. Um, Mains, uh, they're one of them teams who I've got to be of all the 16 uh, teams in in the, Bundes, in the Bundesliga, um, 18 teams, sorry. I probably know least about them because they're sort of the dev- definition of like your sort of mid-table mediocrity, obscurity side. Really, that's what you expect of them who are going to win their fair share of home and away games. It's, i don't really i don't have a really strong opinion either way on the pick i don't i don't i'm not massively in love with it but i certainly don't hate it you know it's one of those which could go either way and um you know a couple of things frankfurt away from home last year were not great their away record was very very mixed and um i just wonder if that is could be a potential issue for them uh, one other thing that really concerned me is um i noticed that robin Cock did start for them last week and having watched him at Leeds over the last couple of years then well, I think any attack is going to be feasting potentially um, on that one. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, wouldn't, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if mine's won the game.
0: That's Will's first pick. We've got two more picks from our challenges to come. We're going to take um, uh, a slight deviation and we're going to get Steve's uh, best outsider uh, over the course of this weekend. Uh, Steve, this is your hot dog. One week one, not so good week two, as I recall. Uh, what about week three? You've gone to Spain.
1: Yeah, the dog last week was like the stone cold dog, wasn't it? It was um, Strasbourg were absolutely terrible, but uh, one and one so far on that this year. I'm heading to Monday night. I'm uh, Rayo Vallecano against Atletico Madrid in La Liga. And I like uh, the home team on um, straight on the nose, plus 335 to win. And um, Monday night matches are interesting. I feel like you can get some really big public plays on Monday night because there's not as many matches to bet on. Will might actually know a bit more about this than me. I'm sure you know, he's following the market moves a lot and these sort of things can happen. I could see them become a big public play here if they to go Madrid. So I'm actually going to go against them. Uh, at the moment, Bet Rivers have the top price in the world on uh, Rayo Vallecano at plus 335 on the money line. Um, there was quite a lot of people I knew who were on the downer about Rayo this year because they lost their manager um, to Bournemouth. And... Um, they, they're, they're a club that I think are fantastically run. Quite a small team from the suburbs of Madrid, who constantly punch above their weight. Um, you, you know they're well run. They've started well though this year. Two two nil wins against El and Granada away from home, dominated both fixtures, and now they're back at home here for the first one of the season. Gonna be bang up for it. It's a local derby game, and Atletico can you you can get them on a bad night. They, they can be quite inconsistent. They only won half of their away games in the last couple of seasons. That's why they're minus 107 here. There's no guarantee they'll get a result in this fixture. Um, yeah, They're not a team I typically watch very often. I don't really like their style. And I don't really bet on their games that often either because they're often involved in a lot of unders. So, um, you know, I looked at their transfers this, this summer. It was a bit underwhelming. Typical Atletico, really. Um, you know, the manager makes it work, doesn't he? But um, I really think here at plus 335, rather kind of underrated. I think there's this perception that now they've lost their manager, that it's going to be terrible. Like I said, on Monday night, I feel like there's going to be big expectations on Atletico Madrid. 0-0 draw against Batiste last week. I think they had an XG of less than 0.4. Again, it's typical of their style. But um, and that is a tougher game in, in theory, but it's, it's not an easy place to go. So I really like this dog. Uh, a big price, biggest price I've advised yet, and that yeah, that you, you know you're taking a risk when you're back, backing anyone at plus to 335. But I certainly think they're worth a proverbial nibble, as we always say on this show.
0: Yeah, uh, sounds like a good one. I just want to come to Will, just very briefly, just get your thoughts. Uh, Steve was talking about ERL, he's got he's gone to Bournemouth, a lot of chat about him, about the style of football when it comes to sort of modelling and so on. Do you just think, well, Ryo, I, 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 I forget everything from last season or do you only take 75% or do you wait until there's form in the book? When it's such a charismatic manager with such a certain style, how does that affect what you look at when it comes to a side like Ryo?
2: I, I tend to not really form opinions for myself. What I like to do is get feedback from the market and see if the Asian money comes one, one way or another, and that will inform my view. Um, I really like this bet, actually, um, although I'm hoping that the public money will come for Atletico uh, on day of game. Um, Ryo have been impressive so far this season. They haven't missed a beat. Two 2-0 uh, two, away wins. Um, the markets have also liked them in both games. Kind of pushed them from uh, plus money on the draw no bet to minus money on the draw no bet in both games, which they won convincingly. So, yeah, Raya are a team I want to be with this year, um, and good pick from Steve, I think.
0: Uh, James's second pick next as the challenge continues. Here we go. Ren Lahav. Uh, Ren uh, minus 124. Uh, last I looked Lahav, plus 280. Again, check Bet Rivers for the latest prices. A word on Jeremy Doku, first of all. James, has he left? Do we know the situation? No,
3: he's not left, but it looks like he's going to Manchester City. The movies, uh, from what we can see at the moment, lined up. It's just a case of finishing uh, all the details of it. So he may play no part this weekend. In this Ren game, um, which would be a blow. Listen, I'm gonna say, Dukes, does it
0: make a difference to your pick here? Because I know what you just tell us your selection, and and whether A, you'd be concerned if he doesn't start, B, you factor it in, and C, you think the line might move even more in your favor, so have a little bit more on.
3: Yeah, possibly. So the pick is on Ren on the Asian handicap here. Dan, minus 1.25 goals start available at plus. 100. So if Ren win the game by uh, just a single goal, then you're going to lose half of your stakes. If they go on and win by two or more goals, then you're going to win with your full stakes. Would Docu leaving change my pick? Uh, or let's just say let's let's say he's not left but plays no part this weekend, which may happen as well. Not really, to be honest. It, it wouldn't make much difference to me. Um, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Docu. I think he is a player with uh, elite potential. I can see why. Uh, Manchester City uh, want him. Um, not the finished article, but a player with uh, kind of a rare set of skills, actually, in European football. His dribbling ability is very, very good and um, great potential to develop further. And he's somebody who's been marked out for the top since he was about 14, 15 years old, is Jeremy Doku? So he would be a loss for Wren if he went. Um, he does give them something different in attack, that ability that he's got to beat players one on one and offer penetration on the wings. But I'd still be happy with this pick, uh, Dan, even if he plays uh, no part in the game. Um, Let's remember, Ren have already actually signed the replacement for Jeremy Doku in Ludovic Blas, who was bought from Nantes over the summer uh, to be the replacement. Different type of player, attacking player. Um, he would possibly be more comfortable long-term in the number 10 role rather than out wide. Um, but putting all that to one side, I think Ren have got enough here to win by a couple of goals anyway, even without Jeremy Doku, because they've got such big attacking threat from lots of different angles. We saw that on the opening uh, home game of the season when they beat Mets uh, 5-1. Um, Mets, of course, one of the other, the other promoted side in League One, they're facing La Ave here, who were promoted as well. So there's plenty of evidence that uh, Ren can go on and win this game comfortably for me, even without Jeremy Doku. Going back to our season preview show, Steve flagged up what a fantastic home record Ren have got over the last two seasons. I think they won 14 and 15 at home out of 19 in each of the last two seasons. So fantastic home record. Uh, Amin Guiri has already got on the score sheet this season. Arno Caliwendo has got on the score sheet this season. So their two main goal scorers have already shown they've got a bit of form. And crucially for this pick, Dan, is something we flagged up when I I backed Ren to beat uh, Mets on the handicap in the previous show. It's the fact that they have that ability to score goals off the bench late in games. We saw that when they won 5-1 against Mets, Ibrahim Salah. Uh, came on and got two goals later on in that game. They do have enough quality to turn a one-goal uh, winning margin into two or even three-goal winning margin. And that, for me, is crucial about this pick and potentially all season on Wren, They're not a side who sit back on a one-goal lead. Anybody that watches them at home regularly knows that. They tend to keep going. They want to win well. Uh, They're pushed by very, very passionate fans when they play at home. So when I saw the price on the handicap here, Dan, minus 1.25, even money at plus 100, I'm happy to take that because, as I say, you fully expect Wren to win here. And if they win by just one goal, then, OK, you lose half your stakes. But I think it's worth the risk of losing that half stake because the chances of winning with a full stake with Ren playing the way that they do are pretty good. So, yeah, that was my pick on the game. It's Wren minus 1.25 on the Asian handicap, and that's available at plus 100.
0: Even money. Steve, I know you like this one as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, I really do like this one. Um, all over it, really. I think it's a no brainer bet. Ren are brilliant at home, and um, I, I really I thought I'd add something about La Havre actually. And I, I do think they're a little bit overrated actually by uh, the books this season. Um, perhaps based on their record in league dirt last season, they only actually lost two away games last season. They had the fantastic defensive record in, in the second tier, but already. And I said this on the previous show outright that um, th- there's no way they can rely on that defence at this level. Um, it's just a massive step up. They've already conceded two goals um, against uh, Montpellier and then Brest last week. They were lucky to get a draw against Molly- Montpellier in week one. And uh, I really am struggling to make the case for Lav here um, against Wren. It should be. these are This is the sort of team that Wren just have a habit of uh, eating for breakfast and uh, even if they can see the goal, they're well capable of covering the handicap. So um, it's, I think, it's a fantastic pick. Uh, and if
0: you really want to know why this is the max of max of ma- uh, max bets, I, so- I sound like one of those things you get on a Twitter feed where it's like boom and all these sort of bet three six five mm. rubbish sort of fake slips comes up to win twenty grand. But the reason why this is triple boom max
2: bet is because Will also likes it. Will, I love the bets. Um, I got my picks in earlier than james in the whatsapp group and didn't pick ren um kind of kicking myself now the reason i didn't pick M- ren I, I there are plenty of reasons why they're a great bet here one that hasn't been mentioned is actually the Hav. last season in league there were mid-table chance creation so like steve says they relied upon their defense to to get them promotion and i just don't think that'll cut it in uh, in league 1. uh I wouldn't be surprised to see Ren drift on day of game. They drifted massively against fellow promotion Mets, um, and it was kind of it was a drift that I think got the whole market super confused. Um, They drifted from the same line, the minus a quarter, one and a quarter line, almost to the minus three quarter line. So it was almost a half a goal drift, which is quite something. So, my plan of attack here is to wait to game day and hope that the Asian market comes for Le Havre and look to back Ren on the minus one goal line as opposed to the minus one and a quarter.
0: Uh, now, obviously, um, you are a professional uh, better, but this is the Betting Weekly head to head European show. So, I just want to get this right. If you've got your, your thousands on for Ren on the handicap, but obviously, that would mean James would have a winner, and he might knock you out. You know, are, are you really cheering on? Are you James's winning selection here? How does that work? Is it money or is it the
2: glory? <laughs> it's a, it's an emotional edge. Uh, anyway, <laughs> in, in um, I think uh, my ego is going to get the better of me and I'll <laughs> not go over. You know, maybe a one-goal win, then I'll I'll push. Hmm. It. James will have a half-loss on his.
3: <laughs> best Best of both worlds.
0: Right. Uh, we've got one more pick to come from, uh, Will. We go to Spain. You said it's one of your favoured leads, La Liga. This is Valencia versus Osasuna. Uh, Valencia, uh, just shy of even money. Osasuna, plus 320. Flirted with relegation last season, Valencia. They're a story club. Haven't been in the Segunda since the mid-80s. But they have, well... I'm only looking at the results, I've not seen the games or any of the metrics, but it seems like they've got the right formula under Ruben Baraja this season. They're two wins from two. Uh, Will, talk us through your selection here.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a different vibe around Valencia with club legend Ruben Baraka in charge. He's really refreshed uh, the starting eleven. Uh, Edson Cavani, Justin Kluivert, and the likes have all been sold, um, and he's brought in... Kids from the academy, Fran Perez, Diego Lopez, Pepe Lu was bought from Levante uh, in the off-season, and uh, Andre Almedia, who is a very, very talented midfielder. So there's a really strong vibe around Valencia. Um, The boring stuff model, my ratings-based model, makes this line about right. So I'm going to be betting Valencia to win the match at minus 104. Um, I believe the Asian line of minus a half, which is the same proposition, was minus 106. So a couple of cents better on the 1x2. Um, I just Similar to the uh, Minds pick, really, I don't think the market's factoring in um, the efforts that Osasuna are going to have to go to playing a, uh, at home to Club Bruges in European qualification. They're playing as we speak. Um, they started their full strength 11, their on de Gala, as they like to say in Spain. And their manager, um, Hagoba Arasate, likes to rotate during fixture congestion. And he seems to prioritise cup competitions over the league when that happens. So I'm expecting to see the bench players from Osasuna come and play and start this game. Uh, What I will say is their bench players are used to playing uh, and getting quite a few first team minutes and uh, their record last season in circumstances involving heavy rotation wasn't too bad actually for a mid table team. I believe they played 10 games. They lost five of them, one, two and drew three, um, which isn't actually that bad. Um, The market does tend to see the Osasuna rotation coming, but I just don't think it has here. And I don't really know why. Maybe it's because it's so early in the season And the market's kind of forgotten that um, Arasate likes to rotate heavily. Uh, I just think it's just two very contrasting kind of, um, two contrasting vibes. You've got on the one hand, a very young, fresh, hungry Valencia squad that started the season very strongly winning away at Sevilla home to, uh, was it Las Palmas? Yeah, at home to Las Palmas. And then you've got an Osasuna team that's perhaps prioritising European qualification, um, overall, I'd, I'd probably value that. My player-based model is telling me about a quarter of a goal. I should be further downgrading Osasuna here, which would take it to a fair value of around minus three quarter goal handicap. So that would equate to minus 130-ish on the money line. So I think there's quite a lot of value here in Valencia and I'm very happy to back them to win the game at minus 104.
0: Oh, good reasoning. And yeah, you're right But Osasuna. Uh, Rory Barlow, one of our spanish handicappers who went to Osasuna, speak to the people there and they were all out for the Copa del Rey last season, got beaten in the final by Real Madrid, but they wanted to get to Europe. They saw it as a real feather in their cap as, as a club. They really wanted that. Steve, what's your thoughts on on Valencia at um, minus 104?
1: Yeah, two weeks in a row that Valencia have been an official pick on the show. They, they cashed for me last week against Las Palmas and I think they're actually a club where the most important factor when you're assessing them is the feel of of how things are going, you know, off the field more than on it. Sometimes the fans are actually happy, they're content, and it it gives them an awful lot more. They're a dangerous club, actually, when they're in a a good frame of mind. Um, I actually believe uh, that this line should be closer to minus 0.75 as well. Also, soon at the time of recording, they're involved against Club Bruges in that uh, Conference League qualifier. That's a tough matchup club are a very young and energetic side. I think they'll be quite tired um, heading into this game. If there is rotation, obviously, you're going to be losing out on some of your starters. Um, this looks a really solid pick, and you know, unlike last week where I was on the minus 0.75 line um, and I only half won, you know, 1-0 again, and uh, Will's fully cashing here. So I could see that 1-0, 2-0 Valencia. I think mean, there's a good chance they win to nil. Uh,
0: We've um, completed the challenge in terms of the picks. We will uh, confirm them for you shortly, but we've got Steve's best bets to come next. We've got some leans as well, but I need to rattle through some of these. Let's get um, uh, Steve's uh, two picks for the weekend. We're in Germany and we're in France. Steve, for your best bets, talk us through.
1: I've gone with two picks here. Again, official picks for the show. Uh, In the Bundesliga, I'm going with Wolfsburg plus 0.25 Asian handicap match at minus 120. And then in France, uh, going with the Montpellier against Rennes over 2.75 goals at the same price. Start with the Wolfsburg one. And I, I had this game um, as a pickem. actually. Um, I think the fair line's more on a draw-no-bet handicap, really. It was interesting for those who watched the outright Bundesliga show. I think RJ, I think he might be onto something about Cohn in terms of relegation. You know, uh, yeah, I, I looked at this squad and I, I worry where the goals are going to come from for Cone. I really do. And um, they put up a good fight last week against Dortmund, but whenever they were presented with a chance, they just couldn't take it. And they they do concern me long-term. It's, it's a really weird head-to-head with these four. I'm not into head-to-heads, but the last four meetings have all been won by the away team, which is interesting. Um, Wolfsburg got off to a winning start last week against Heidenheim 2-0. They probably haven't beaten much there, but they dominated the match. Jonas Vind with a, a goal or two, and they look quite good. I just I, colm for me, like I say, where the goals coming from. No attacker scored more than seven goals for them last year. That was Stefan Tigges, who uh, who's out injured right now. Um, they're one of the few teams who underachieved their xG last year in the Bundesliga. That really takes some doing. So I, I really like Wolfsburg, who actually had. Um, a really strong away record last year. They won seven games away last year on a plus a quarter handicap. So even if there's a draw, then we'll win half of the pick. there. Uh, I think they've had some good signings in the summer as well. Lovro meyer and uh, Myler as well um, have made up for a couple of departures. So, Wolfsburg on the, on the handicap. And then to France, and I think uh, James has got a couple of opinions about this game. Uh, Montpellier against France. I don't think it's a tremendous value bet. The, the goal line I'm taking is over 2.75, and it's a little bit disappointing. I was hoping for a two-and-a-half line, really, but I'm just so confident about the goals flowing here. That I had to take it. There's a lot of attacking ability at the moment on both sides. It's clear they're in a good phase uh, going forward. Akor Adams has been a revelation since coming to Montpellier. I can't believe he's plus 180 to score any time again. I flagged him up last week at a big price and he scored. Rams, if we can just get Umar Kite finally mm-hmm. scoring or even taking a shot would help. He's a striker playing up front and he's plus 450 again. His moment will come, I tell you. Umar Diakite, watch out for him. But Rams have got players like Junior Ito going really well. Marshall Manetti as well getting some goals. So, um, just two offensive-minded teams there on the south coast. Over 2.75 goals at minus 124. Made a lot of sense to me. Um, like I say, not amazing value with the goal line, but I'm just so confident here that I'm happy to strike. Those are the official picks
0: from Stevie. If you followed him last week, of course, you cash them both. We've got some leans. We need to be quick with these um, not official selections. James, you've gone down the shots on target prop bets here with a couple of selections in France. Talk us through your leans for the week.
3: Yeah, this is a great market, Dan, that Bet Rivers offers, that very few bookmakers offer. So it's, it's great fun looking through the prices here and, and seeing who's available just to have one or two shots on target. And you can look at the form of these players and and, and find some good prices. So my first pick this weekend is Catherine Turam of Nice to have over 0.5 shots on target for Nice this weekend against Lyon. He's available at plus 100 and... 48. So for those of you who haven't watched Nice this season or maybe last season, they play a 4-3-3 with Turham in midfield. And he is the one midfielder who has license to get forward and have shots on target. He's a fantastic sight when he's carrying the ball forward and increasingly gets into those shooting positions. And I think a plus one four-eight just to have one shot on target. It's great value. He had two shots on target last weekend against Lorient. And he's playing a Leon side this weekend who conceded eight shots on target last weekend. So, everything for me is lined up here for Turam to be a good value pick there at plus 148. And my other pick to have the same thing, over 0.5 shots on target. So, you just need one shot on target for this to cash is Musa Altamari of Montpellier. So, this is the. The game that Steve has talked about, I agree with Steve. I think we've got two very attacking sides on show here in Montpellier and Rance. You just need one shot on target here from Moussa Altamari and you cash. And this is a guy who he managed three shots on target last weekend in Montpellier's uh, 4-1 win against Lyon, scoring two goals. And he managed two shots on target on match day one when they drew 2-2 against La So Altamari, new signing, new face for us in France has started the season in really positive attacking form. And if he manages a shot on target this weekend, then this will cash. And at home, I thought the price here was great, value, So that's an Altamari at plus 104.
0: Uh, will, you've got a lean for us. Um, it's in Italy and it's a game that nearly made your selections, your official selections for the head-to-head challenge, but it didn't because the price moved just a little bit. Talk us through your lean
2: yeah, my lean is on Genoa plus a goal um, away to Lazio uh, in Serie A. Um, I think the line opened around minus 110 since it's moved to minus 120. So it's slightly outside of my range at the moment. It's a model-based play. Basically, my model makes uh, Lazio minus three quarters of a goal. So there's almost a quarter of a goal uh, price difference here. Uh Genoa, newly rep- promoted from Serie B last season. They were probably the strongest of the three promoted teams, lost 4-1 last weekend at home to Fiorentina, but uh, only conceded 0.99 on the XG. So I think um, they under- uh, they underperformed uh, their expected goals quite significantly. Asian money that day for Genoa. Um Lazio have lost um, Malinkovic-Savic, which really was the heartbeat of their team last season, a big box-to-box threat. um, And they weren't impressive, as we've already talked about, away to Lecce on the opening day. Uh, There was also Asian money for Lecce that day. So it's a model-based play, Asian money on my side as well. um, And I fancy Genoa to not lose by more than a goal.
0: Uh, And finally, one from Steve. We go to the Bundesliga. I asked him for it last night. He wouldn't tell me. He just said, I've got one in Bochum versus Dormer. But I presume you're opposing Bochum somehow, Steve.
1: Yeah, you absolutely guessed that one right, Dan. Um, I was really close to having this as an official pick, but we had Bochum on the show last week. Over three and a half goals is close to even money here. Um, Bochum are just terrible. Defensively, they're a disaster. They lost 5-0 last week. Against Stuttgart, which pleased me, but they were even worse than I expected. I think they've got massive problems. The only thing that put me off here, it's a local derby, so they might be up for it a bit more. Things can weird results can happen. Another player in this game: Sebastian Allaire anytime scorer plus one fifteen against the worst defense in the Bundesliga, perhaps right now. That's a top price worldwide from Bet Rivers. They are really dangling the carrot this week. Re- this week, uh, with some plays.
0: Great stuff. Um, and finally, uh, let's just remind everyone, head-to-head challenge between uh, James and Will. James, remind us of your two picks for the challenge.
3: First pick is on the PSG versus Lontz game. I'm going under three goals at minus 107. And the second pick is Ren on the Asian handicap. That's minus 1.25 against La Havre, and that's at plus 100.
0: Will, two picks from you for the challenge.
2: First in Bundesliga, I'll be on Mainz on the draw, no bets or plus zero, zero Asian handicap at minus 117. So that stakes refunded on the draw. And in La Liga, I'll be supporting Valencia to win the match on the 1x2 at minus 104.
0: Steve, who's your money on? Who's going to win the challenge? Can James go three for three? Will we have a new champion next week?
1: Okay. I'm going to have to predict James, aren't I? Otherwise, he's going to make, keep making me look daft
0: <laughs> each week.
1: The last first two weeks, I've predicted against him. So, I mean, I do love that Rem pick, I must say. But this, you know, it's interesting with the selection from the boys here. There's some really sort of there's different permutations. There's pushes in play, there's half losses in play. It's, it's difficult,
0: it's, isn't it, to work well, it out? You can't yeah. just say, but, you know, it's it's a, yeah. a different ball game this
1: week. We've the got previous the two uh, contenders. Against James, they've, they've had what I call all-or-nothing selections. You either win or lose with them. But you know that interesting draw no bet pick on Mainz might uh, just make the uh, different uh, scenario at the end of it. But I'm gonna, you know, James, uh, I can't keep predicting against him, can I? Because I'm, I'm gonna look down
3: Kiss look of death, down. kiss of death from Steve. I know. I'm,
1: he's, he's, James is like, damn, you've cursed me now, Steve, haven't you? <laughs> Well, Will's going to be back
0: regardless next week. Not necessarily... Well, he might be on this show, but he's definitely going to be in our Champions League show. Uh, It will be one of uh, Will and James' Uh, next week up against RJ uh, incidentally. Uh, many thanks to Steve, to James, to Will uh, for your company over the course of the last uh, 45 minutes or so. Good luck uh, to one and all. We'll, we'll keep across the scores. We usually uh, put our thoughts up on Twitter over the course of the weekend to see how it is going and we'll declare a winner once it's mathematically impossible for one, uh, for one not to catch the other or vice versa. Um, that does wrap it up for today. We are back next week as we say. RJ is going to be the challenger. It will be Versus James or Will. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win. And from all of us for now, though, it is goodbye. Cheers, Dom. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.